Hey everybody, welcome to the newest episode of On That Note with Parker Whirling. Today's special guest is all the way over in the UK. She's released three songs this year, Love Deprived, Rotten Teeth, and her most recent debut, One More Day. She has a new EP coming out at the end of the year, and we are so excited to have her, Molly Coddled. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I've had quite a busy weekend, and it's been awful weather. It's literally been chucking it down literally all weekend. So, What have you been busy with? It's been so exciting. I went to go and buy some curtains this morning. (laughs) (laughs) As you can see, it didn't go very well. Yeah, I guess guess not. Couldn't find the right ones. No. (laughs) I appreciate you joining me all the way from the UK. It's all good. It's it's 8pm here. It's nearly my bedtime. (laughs) 8 p.m. there, 12 p.m. here. Time is crazy. It's so far away. I know. You're like in the past. (laughs) Uh, Right? Yeah. What's it like in the future? Is it any better than right now? It's, you know, it's it's quite gray and and rainy. So (laughs) you've got so much to look forward to. Yeah, I guess so. You know, you're probably my first international guest. Oh, my God. It's so disappointing. (laughs) Yeah, we're honored to have you. I wanted to talk about... A bunch of things but the first being your new single one more day which came out about a week and a half ago how does it feel to have it out really weird um it's got really good like reception from people which i wasn't expecting at all but people seem to like it so i'm happy that i did yeah it's a great song and uh i wanted to ask you about how how did you start that what was the process of writing that song from beginning until when you just released it? Um, so I actually wrote it when I was 17, which was only two years ago, but it's still two years ago. Um, it started off as like a really different song to what it is now. Yeah, it used to be like really, really slow. It was probably almost half the tempo, to be honest. And um, it was very like Mac DeMarco-esque. Um, I tried to develop it a bit more because I never actually finished writing it but I was like playing it live for like two years but like unfinished and um, I just kind of got bored with it and went back to it a couple of months ago and um, just decided to like change it up a bit because like my music taste has changed in general so I like kind of just brought in some more influences from different um, artists and it kind of turned into what it is now but it never was like that um, and some people prefer the version from before and some people prefer it now. But yeah, it's, it's a very long songwriting process. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> well, you do everything yourself. You write, record, produce, mix. You do it all. Was there anything different about approaching this song versus your other songs? Um, I mean, I did most of, like, most of the recording process was like, actually from the original recording so like was two years ago and I just um sped it up and like time warp stuff um but like yeah I usually don't have acoustic guitar in my songs so that was a bit um weird for me because that's usually something I would never do because I actually don't like acoustic guitar but for some reason I just wanted to put it in um but yeah one of my friends helped me mix this song as well which was nice because I usually do everything completely on my own um but I did have some co-mixing um from my friend Johnny um so that was nice he was also living in LA I think so 
that was very long and back and forth process as well. I'm very impressed that you do it all yourself, writing, recording, producing, mixing it all. What's a struggle that comes with that? And what's something that you love about it? It's hard to say, like, because I'm very, like, shy around new people. So, like, if I try and go into a studio, I just go completely, like, insanely shy and, like, my voice just doesn't work properly and I can't sing. So, like, I've always, like, had, um, like, a, a small studio set up since I was, like, 16 because I had to have it for school. I guess it's just better for me because it's what I'm used to rather than spending money and... and you know going into an environment what I'm not comfortable in um when I can just do it at home when you live where I live like in a busy city centre there's a lot of noise going on so it's hard to like get a time when it's quiet enough to record that's probably the biggest struggle but I find it like pretty convenient because like you can just go like back and forth to recording like bits and bobs whenever you want instead of like having a very like structured set amount of time which stresses me out a bit because I'm a very like chill person. A lot of people think you have to go into this really nice recording studio and pay for, you know, studio time and then pay a session fee for the guy who's going to mix it or engineer it and spend all this money when you could, you know, maybe just buy an audio interface, some headphones, you know, just some basic stuff and you can do it all yeah. from the comfort of your home. And there's something to be said for being comfortable in your own home like I would feel probably pretty uh overwhelmed being in this huge studio space and not knowing what all these buttons do and just and being worried about cramming for time and when you're when you're in your own bedroom recording like it's kind of leisurely you can just enjoy the process of it all yeah definitely yeah that's a lot of it like being comfortable because I feel like when you're like under stress or under pressure from like other people listening and it might not be your best um take it's it kind of like tires you out of it because like you, you're spending so much like energy on stress well this is just me anyway I don't know about anyone else but like because it, it stresses me out so much like it makes my like voice wear out a lot faster and then because uh my takes aren't as good because I'm stressed out then by the time I get a good take my voice is like losing itself and like the takes aren't as good and then I always end up re-recording afterwards like if I go into a studio and like record vocals I end up not liking them and um I just re-record them in my bedroom anyway so I've kind of just like figured out that that is what I need to do in the first place save my time and money so do you feel like you are in a different headspace if you are around just anyone else while you're recording does it affect the way you write or record definitely like I've tried to write in sessions with people as well and like I don't know what it is but like the stress just just something to me that's not good like I can only like do stuff like that with people that I've known for like so long like I I don't know what it is I'm just, I'm guess I'm just a just a shy person well being shy were you ever nervous to release your music because you know I see it now and you've got four awesome songs on your belt, three this year. That's uh, not something easy for somebody who's shy to do, to put themselves out like that. Yeah, it's definitely very scary. Because, <laughs> like, especially when your songs are about such personal things, 
and you don't really know how people are going to respond to them and especially like with my latest song one more day um yeah i didn't think many people were just gonna like that especially because it was so well it was quite different to the songs i've brought out previously which are quite like dream poppy and like guitar based but like this one has a lot of synths in and like i didn't know if people were gonna like it um but i guess it is all in your head at the end of the day like all these like worries and stuff it is just like because you're putting something so personal on the line and was there anything specific that made you take that first step to release music that you were like okay maybe maybe this is a little scary but i think this is worth it and if so do you have advice for people who are looking to take that first step looking to release their first project uh well the first song i brought out was two years ago and i was just 17 then and um i kind of i wasn't really thinking in this headspace i was kind of just doing music for fun and that's why it's been such a long gap between that song which i brought out in july 2018 and i just put it out so my friends could listen to it really it wasn't really a oh i'm gonna be a musician this is my career oh my god everyone's gonna listen to it it was more like a just i've made this song and i want people to hear it type thing and i wasn't really expecting anything from it it was just more of like a yeah i just want anyone to be able to listen to this and they can if they want to but it's mainly for me. Mm-hmm. So maybe some good advice would be to to just be happy with it with yourself. Don't worry about what other people are going to think. Yeah, definitely. Don't, I, I mean, personally, I've never put anything out um, or written a song intending for a certain like, person to like it or like writing a song in a specific way so that people will like it. I just write music that I like and that I would listen to and put it out because I'm happy with it, not because I want someone else's approval. And I feel like that's the best way to go because if you're constantly writing for other people's approval, then you're not going to be happy with it yourself and you're always going to be like wanting to like do something that you then audience won't listen to. Um, I feel like you've got to be genuine with music because people can tell when it isn't genuine. Mm -hmm. And when you're working on your own music that is so personal, it can feel very therapeutic or cathartic to get uh, your thoughts out in a way that you otherwise would be terrified to express in conversation, maybe. When you can do it in a song, it feels a little more, you know, easily accessible. I don't know. I completely agree with that. I only when I'm like extremely emotional at something, which is why all my songs are like really depressing. <laughs> well, that's what's funny is when I'm listening to your songs, I listen to them a bunch of times and the first few, I didn't even think about the lyrics. And then I was reading the lyrics. I was like, oh, yo, all of her stuff is like <laughs> kind of dark. But the the music is really poppy and, and happy. Yeah, I mean... I think when I first write, like, the song in general, like, just the guitar and the vocals, it does always start really sad. (laughs) But then I try and make it, like, a happier song. I'll write the lyrics on one day when I'm, like, super sad. And then, like, um, I'll go back to it a couple weeks later or, like, a couple months later and then 
write the rest so I'll usually like be in a better mood for that so I guess that's why like the lyrics are like so um in contrast to the like sonics of the song that's a really interesting way to to craft a song like you write all the lyrics when you're at your most emotional like when you're dealing with that feeling at that moment and then coming back to it later after having some time to process maybe what happened and turning something that's you know maybe otherwise really dark and maybe a sad moment for you into you know a happy dancing uh beautiful song whatever you've been through you always come out of it a better person and a stronger person so i feel like even if it is even if the song was about something like very sad um like i've always like grown from it so i feel like looking back whenever i do like continue with writing a song i'm always like not happy that it happened but like grateful that it did happen and like feel kind of better about myself because now i've like learned something that i didn't that i wouldn't have necessarily thought about before and like know how to avoid it in the future so it's kind of like a growth for me like all the things I've written songs about have always been like moments of like when I've experienced something for the first time and it's like wrecked me but also at the same time like I've grown a lot from my experience and and have become like a better and stronger person out of it so I feel like the happiness in the songs is kind of like a representation for that. Yeah we're all growing as individuals and What's cool about being an artist is that you can channel that that growth and those lessons learned into art and be able to share it with other people and show people on a different level, maybe what you're going through or what just people in general experience. Yeah, definitely agree with that. So I got pretty uh, excited when I looked at your YouTube page and all your covers are artists I love, like Still Woozy. <laughs> Tyler, the creator, Dayglow, uh, Soccer Mommy. I was like, yo, this girl knows what's up. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I was really pumped to see those and they're fantastic. Everybody needs to go and check them out. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, are there any artists out there that your listeners would be surprised to learn that you're influenced by? Oh, I don't know, actually. A lot of the people I'm influenced by at the moment are people I listen to, which is like mainly like bedroom pop style artists. Yeah, I just listen to like so much. I don't even know. I don't even know like what my influences are. I, don't, I couldn't even tell you, to be honest. Like, I just listen to so much. Um, oh, hmm. Any music from your childhood that makes its way back in, like things that have just stuck with you since the very beginning? I was listening to a lot of the Smiths back then, but I still kind of the same genre, but like, I don't listen to the Smiths anymore. But I guess that kind of did influence a lot of my music that I wrote back then, because it was like one of my favorite bands. I don't know, I used to be a massive emo, so I listened to a lot of pop punk and, um, and metal. A, a lot of my earlier music that I haven't released was definitely very like punky but you know what probably you'll never hear that so <laughs> i was inspired by that at some point but you'll never know what it sounded like to be honest what's your go-to pop punk band oh god don't ask me this <laughs> off the top of my head it would be all time low duh. <laughs> all time low okay <laughs> 
I, I can't say I've, I've ventured too far into the pop punk world. I wish I could keep up a conversation, but I, I know all time low. All time low, neck deep, you know. <laughs> what about Green Day? You know? I was actually wearing a Green Day shirt yesterday. Oh, look at that. So you're still repping Green Day. I'm still repping Green Day, even if it is when I'm sleeping, you know. <laughs> so I found you through Instagram, I'm pretty sure, a few months ago. Um, and that's how we connected. And I don't remember if it was through just like the hashtags that end up coming through your feed or if it, or if you put out an ad. But uh, either way, I wanted to ask you as an artist, especially like bedroom pop DIY artist, how do you feel about Instagram as a promotional tool? Do you feel like you can get everything done that you want to get done? Is there more you'd like to do? I think Instagram is like amazing, to be honest. Having Instagram can let you connect with people on a, uh, sorry, <clears throat> can let you connect with people on a much deeper and like intimate level. Like you can talk, you can talk one-on-one -on -one with people. You can like send people voice messages and just like stories in particular as well. Like you feel like when you, I don't know if this is just me, but like I feel like when I follow people and I see their stories, it kind of feels like, I'm friends with them because it's like blends in with like everyone else's content like your friends and your family so I feel like it's just a great amazing like tool to like um yeah just like actually get to like talk to people that listen to music and like ask them what they think and like get actual people's experience uh, not get actual people's uh, opinions on um what you're doing and like what they want to see from you it's such a such a great way to like just yeah like talk to people and it's yeah i'm glad it exists <laughs> yeah it's a great tool to get your music uh out there and to actually communicate with people who are fans or could be fans uh, i don't know if you've done the instagram ads i've done it before for a few songs of mine and i feel like it's you know it's pretty good like it does a great job as long as you kind of know the audience you want it to go to and like you do the caption right and the hashtags and all that i feel like it's a pretty good tool for people who are bedroom pop musicians who don't have this big budget producer or label behind them to get their music out there like and everyone's on instagram for the most part so if you're willing to yeah. spend a little extra cash on the promotion i think it's worthwhile you know because otherwise you're making all this music and maybe you're putting it out and who's listening to it yeah I think I've done um put a few like promotional things on Instagram and I think it definitely is a great way to like reach again like an audience that wouldn't be hearing the music but like because you can target specific genres and stuff like that it's a great way for people to be able to find you but not be looking I always get a lot of people like messaging me saying that they found me through my ads which is very weird for me but also good at the same time because it means that like um it is like reaching the right people. And I guess that's a great thing as well. Absolutely. And it's not an end all be all, but it really does help with growing that first wave of fans who are going to end up being the diehard fans who like you can message with and you know, you're pretty much friends with. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. So I think it's time to move on to the last five. It's just going to be a quick, Ooh. quick round of five questions I'll ask you can answer to your heart's content 
It used to be called the Fast Five, but it didn't go by very fast. So you can just <laughs> you can just answer as long or as short as you want. Okay, cool. All right. Question one is Logic or Ableton? Logic, hundred <laughs> percent. I had a feeling that you were hashtag Team Logic. Yeah, I mean, I always used like GarageBand on my iPad, and I kind of just like naturally transitioned into it. And it's so much easier to use, I guess, and for like Apple users. <laughs> Have you ever tried to use anything else like Fruity Loops or Ableton or anything like that? I've tried to use Ableton, but I just can't get my head around it. Like I've been using Logic for like four years and never used Ableton, and it's just like mind blowing for me. Yeah, it can it can be a bit of a learning curve. Can you use both? I use Logic mostly. I used to have the old, not the old, but like the basic version of Ableton where you can only do like eight tracks. So it's pretty limited and I enjoy it as a creative space. Like you can do a lot of crazy stuff with it if you know what you're doing really quickly. But I don't, I'm not that. I don't know exactly what I'm doing. So it's, yeah. it's more of like a fun thing to play around with, but I don't believe that I could make an entire song in Ableton, at least right now. So the second question I have for you is, who's your dream producer or artist to work with? Oh, this is so hard. Um, well, my favorite band, <laughs> my favorite band is Easy Life. So I'm going to say them, if you know who they are. I don't. Easy Life? Yeah, they're this really cool band from the UK. And they like fuse so many different genres together, but you should definitely listen to them. They're like... It's so cool, like um, R&B, hip hop, like, I don't even know what they call themselves. It's like, just I guess it's just alternative music, but um, they're so cool. You should definitely listen to them. They've got a song called Nightmares. That's, the, that's probably their best one. So I would go listen to that. <laughs> okay, Nightmares by Easy Life. I'll check it out. So third question, lyrics or beat first? I know we kind of talked about music or how you write earlier, but didn't quite touch on this. Definitely beat first. I cannot write lyrics first ever. If I do try and write lyrics first, they always end up horrible and I don't use them. So um, I guess for me, you kind of have to, I have to get the vibe going. I kind of like set the vibe and then kind of like write the lyrics by like freestyling over the beat. But I can't like sit down and be like, I'm going to write a song and then write lyrics on their own it has to be like the vibe has to be there and then like i kind of just like let my emotions out on top <laughs> this is what it is i'm the same way i feel like i have to have music in order to find out what i'm gonna talk about because like yeah. it's kind of hard for me to just write sentences words lyrics that i now have to write this entire piece of music too you know yeah it seems a little bit harder to me but not not everyone's like that i feel like it's yeah it's hard it's definitely harder for me to like write something first and then have to be able to write music to match and fit what i've written without having to change it like i feel like i can like write a, like some little bits down and then like kind of put them in but like i can't specifically write like the actual whole song and then put it into an instrumental. I feel like that's too hard. Can people not even do that? I don't even know. Yeah, I talked to a girl named uh, Alexandra Duparc and she is like a poet as well. So she writes all of her lyrics first and then 
and then oh. she does the music i was like that i don't know how but that's amazing good for you that seems hard that's what i thought <laughs> all right on to the fourth question who is the most underrated artist right now oh oh i've got a few but am i only not am i only you, no you can name them all you can name them all oh okay oh my top two would probably be Maddie J and the Booyah Kids. Okay. How do you spell that last one? T-H-E-B-O-O-Y-A-H exclamation mark K-I-D-S. The Booyah Kids. Oh, the Booyah Kids. <laughs> they're really cool. They're like, um, I guess they kind of, actually, yeah, I think they kind of like influenced my latest song a little bit. So yeah, the kind of it's that kind of vibe. It's like synthy, poppy. Um, but then they've got they've got this song that's like a drum bass song, but that's really cool. Um, but then Maddie J, she's from like LA, I think, and she's her music's so cool. Um, she has like one EP out, but like she's definitely underrated. Nice. So Maddie J and the Booyah Kids are your two most underrated artists. All right, here's the last question, and then I'll, uh, last question, and then I'll send you off here. What is your favorite live show that you've ever attended? Oh, oh, no, this is too hard. <laughs> I don't know if I can answer this. Jesus. Last year, right, it was my 18th birthday, and obviously, like, over in the UK, like, you can drink when you're 18, so it was my first, like, night out, basically, and I went to to go see Easy Life, my favorite band, and had my first drink. And also um, they have this song and one of the lyrics is, you can light my birthday candle. And it just felt so, it just felt so right to be in the crowd singing that on my birthday. <laughs> so that, that's my, that was my favorite gig probably. Very <laughs> symbolic. Yeah, <laughs> 18th birthday. Well, that's awesome. Are you wearing, are you wearing an Easy Life t-shirt right now? I am. I literally. I was am. like, I think we're we're talking about that band. Yes, I do love them a lot. To be fair. Yeah, big shout out to Easy Life. I definitely have to listen to them after we're we're done you with definitely this. Definitely do. All right. Well, Molly Coddled, I think we're done here. Oh my God, we're done. Thank you so much for joining me all the way from the UK. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Do you need the? audio for this because i've recorded i don't uh it's it's recording for me but uh i appreciate you uh going the extra mile extra kilometer actually it's all good (laughs) oh you should tell everybody if you have anything new coming out that you're working on um well it's a bit of a secret but you know i'll tell you give us a little something um i'm gonna (laughs) have i'm gonna have an ep come out um later this year but there's no dates yet, so don't get too excited. <laughs> we just know that we're getting new music by the end of the year. Yes, new music this year at some point. <laughs> awesome. New music from Molly Coddled. Thank you again so much for coming. I really appreciate it, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you. See you later.